This week on Ultra 64, all we want to do is zoom, 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 and kaboom, boom, and blow stuff up. Because we're playing Bomberman Hero in Charlie Blast's territory. That was a weird intro. It was a weird one. There was a lot of ways you could have taken it, and you didn't go any of the ways I thought you might. That's the way I went with it. That I thought of while peeing just now. So there we go. That's where we all do our best work, I think. You know, I think you got to go with your gut on a lot of these. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Ultra 64. Um, we are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a new game, choosing at random. Choosing. Choosing, choosing at random. Yep. Jesus Christ. That's why we're not chosen a grammar at cast. Random. Yes, definitely. Um, we're going to be playing until we're done with the entire Nintendo 64 library. My name is Steve Guntling. I'm demolitions expert Woody Siskowski. Uh, and welcome to yet another explosive episode of uh, Ultra 64. Uh, you may be getting a little bit of whiplash or you may be confused seeing more Bomberman in your feed already so early. We just played Bomberman 64 and its sequel, Bomberman 64, The Second Attack. We only played those four or five episodes ago. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very long. And already we're back to uh, Bomberman again. So This is sort of a weird, like, two games that didn't quite fill their own episodes episode. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're cramming them together. And it wound up being a better fit than you might expect uh, because, like, one is a Bomberman game without a multiplayer and one is a multiplayer game without a Bomberman. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It's they, Together they make one weird-tasting sandwich. United by their love of bombs. Yeah, yeah. It's just all about blowing stuff up once again. So you know what? Let's, let's get into it because explosions are timely and urgent the bo- as the- should our pacing yeah the bomb be. has n- stopped it <laughs> the bomb has never been quite a uh has never made the breakthrough in the realm of video game weaponry that the gun has um, it's true it, yeah it, it's kind of harder to figure out a creative way to sort of integrate the bomb into your game since you're sort of you can't sort of th- I don't know, they're not a projectile weapon. There's not really aiming it as much. I would say some of the most successful mm. bomb uses are uh, Waluigi and Wario and Mario Kart. Sure. Double Dash when they throw their bombs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what... I think that the two... I was thinking about bomb games. What are the best bomb games? And obviously Bomberman is going to be right up there. Sure. But in terms of non-Bomberman games, um, I go to... Uh, I think Kaboom for the uh, oh, Atari yeah. is my pick for the best bomb game where you have the little uh, paddle controller and there's the guy in the prison garb dropping all the bombs and you have to catch them using your little baskets. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of. I, I all, do like that one. Yeah. And, and it's a pornographic knockoff beat them and eat them, mm-hmm, which everyone exactly. loves. Yeah. Um, and the other one that I very much enjoy is a game called Keep Talking and No One Explodes. Oh, which yeah, is I've heard of that a, one. Um, the idea is it's an asymmetrical information game where you and... Um, your friends divide into two groups. One group has access to a manual, which you actually have to physically print out, which has bomb defusal instructions depending on the level that you're playing. And the other person, you can play it with a VR helmet, can see the bomb. So they'll be like, oh, I see a red wire and a blue wire and with these symbols on it. And then other people have to look up in the diffusion manual how to deactivate that and what kind of wire to cut if there's this symbol and not this symbol. So it's sort of a... 
bure- bureaucratic uh, sim clarity simulator. Uh, that uh, actually sounds really writing. fun to me. It's really know. neat. Yeah, that sounds it's, really cool. I don't know. I, f- I feel like you can make a good like board game out of like bomb defusal or something mm-hmm. like that. But you know, we're not in the business of defusing bombs in these games. No, we're in the we're business not. of setting them off and blowing shit up. I don't know if I have a best bomb game. I know my friends, like, back, like, when I was younger, we used to play GoldenEye, and they would insist on doing, like, an all-mines oh. mode, but I hated that. The proximity mines are the worst. You just right. walk around until you randomly blow up. That was <laughs> the thing, and it's like, they knew that I'm very impatient. This is why they also used to like to take me uh, paintballing, because uh-huh. they would get, like, full camouflage and face paint, and they would disappear into the wilderness, <laughs> and I'd be sitting still for 30 seconds in my orange jacket, and then I'd start wandering around shooting at trees until they... <laughs> finally took me out like 30 times so the only way i would ever agree to go paintballing is if we did like uh like standoff style like we stood at the end of a long <laughs> row and then we just tried to shoot each other like that that's more fun to me you know when i play goldeneye i play it on uh uh, uh what's the mode license um, to kill, license to kill yeah. mode yeah one hit kills that's just kind of yeah I, I agree with that i feel like that's the only f- fun way to play goldeneye it seems like a big a big mess of random crap happening if you play it yeah. any other way that way it seems a little more focused but so yeah i mean for for impatient people bomb games are not necessarily yeah, it's true because they're also dependent on waiting you're waiting, waiting for, for a fuse timer. yeah you're waiting for a fuse to go down so i don't know uh oh you know what's a good bomb game uh infinite crisis is that the name no what is the ah oh, shit what's the name of that game it's like a it's a playstation mini game collection oh yeah you know the one i'm talking um, about yeah incredible crisis incredible crisis thank yeah, you the, yeah the weird japanese game yeah yeah, yeah. and there's wait. always a bomb like ticking down and like you break your thumbs trying to play this is like this is like uh international track and field to yeah. the nth degree like you will hurt yourself playing this game that game is really cool um definitely check out incredible crisis if you enjoy weird japanese stuff but like mm. yeah it, it's a shame that so many of those mini games are just dependent on hammering on the controllers and they're very hard they're when, very, game, very hard. when games are dependent on hammering on they should not be hard also very weird that that's the first playstation game i ever bought i don't know why that (laughs) that one was the one that broke me i I never played crash i never played spyro but i played that one well speaking of crash yes let's crash into these games uh let's start uh we'll go in chronological order like we usually do and it just happens to be alphabetical order as well so that works out perfectly for my brain uh bomberman hero was released september 1st 1998 developed by hudson soft published by nintendo this was a nintendo 64 exclusive but it did get a virtual console release on the Wii. Uh, we've already gone through Bomberman fairly recently, like like I said, four or five episodes ago. So we're not going to go through the whole backstory and the whole history. If you're interested, just go back a couple episodes and listen to that one. It he's, was a lot of fun. We had some he's good a guests on that. Dude, who may or may not be a robot. We may never or really may not out. put bombs. Yeah, I think it seems... just kind of depends on uh, which way you're coming at it. I think watching him in this game, he's like materializing mm-hmm. it, like he's he's conjuring it like a witch. Yeah, I think it's more of the way cartoon characters conjure mallets from uh, behind their back. That yeah, they used to whack each other. With. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's definitely like cartoon logic. Um, the important thing to know about Bomberman Hero is that this is a Bomberman game with no multiplayer mode at all, which is. <laughs> pretty odd for a Heretical. series yeah it's pretty odd for a series that's kind of defined itself as like a fast-paced fun party game mm-hmm. um and there have been other games in the series that have kind of focused on first player or on, on single player experience mm-hmm. like bomberman jetters for the gamecube a couple of others but they do still have the multiplayer mode attached this one has total faith in its story <laughs> and cuts that out completely uh, I did a little digging. Uh, my best resource on this was Wikipedia, so you can't—you have to take it with a grain mm-hmm. of salt. But um, from what I can tell, 
This is the only main series Bomberman game to not have a multiplayer mode at all. Oh, wow. Uh, there are some of, like, the weird, like, secret Bomberman games, like Robo Warrior or Wario Blast or Bo- a Blaster Master Jr. that don't have multiplayer modes. But, like, I don't know. They kind of count. They kind of don't. But even, like, most of the, like, handheld versions have a multiplayer mode of like some a kind. Link Cable mode. The Link or... Cable or, like, Super Game Boy or something. Like, it has some kind of feature. So it's very, very odd for it not to have it. And I think this is the last time they ever, the first and last <laughs> time they ever tried it. This game did not sell particularly well, It, it right? didn't sell very well, and it, it got kind of a cold, critical reception as well. But it, yeah, it, I mean, it this did does... come out after Super Mar- or after uh, Bomberman 64. Right, yeah. So it you... came sandwiched in between the two other traditional Bomberman games. Right, you would have had the option if multiplayer is important to you you can pick up Bomberman 64 instead yeah. of this one though i mean i guess again it's at a time when you know the information is not as easily disseminable so i would think that there was probably plenty of people who were like yeah i want a new Bomberman game and picked it up and yeah. were like hey where's the multiplayer in this game and yeah. i don't know i, I you can't fault them for trying because i'm feeling like you know some games need to evolve if they want to stay relevant like fallout was like a top-down isometric third-person action rpg (laughs) and then it turned into those like massive expansive first-person shooter game and then it turned into an mmo that no one likes (laughs) no one likes (laughs) even Lindsay, who's like a a big like fallout fanatic she's Mm -hmm. been playing that and it finally got too glitchy for her to even tolerate so yeah i never bothered with it no that game was a big bust yeah it looked like a problem uh but i mean yeah you you have to let your games evolve and change with the times if you want to stay relevant. And like at this time in gaming history, it was all about platforming games. It was all about mascot characters. You know, everybody was trying to get a slice of Mario's pie. So if you have Which is a, a pizza pie, by the way, exactly, it's a pizza pie he made in the sewer. Uh, so, but I mean, yeah, and yeah, when Hudson has a cute little character like this, it's already established. It's already known. Like it makes sense. We don't. They don't need to try and sell us on like a bear and a bird. You know, they they, <laughs> they have a character that we know and recognize. So it's not a leap, and you can't really blame them for doing that. But it does feel like it's missing kind of the point of what people like about Bomberman. Like, to, to just cut that feature out entirely. Well, and I mean, even in Bomberman 64, it, there's a sense that the multiplayer and the single player are both given sort of equal attention, or even that the multiplayer is kind of an afterthought of detail, but it's still there. So you would think for this game, the very least, they could sort of reproduce that mode and just give you a couple different levels and stuff. You would think, the, yeah. the thing, I guess that's a little tricky, because as um, we'll get into soon, this game is, a, is different enough from Bomberman 64, it has a whole different kind of feel so they would have to rebuild the multiplayer a little right. bit and now like seeing it and like I, I do still feel like there's too much game to have put this in the other Bomberman episode that would have mm-hmm. been way too much but like seeing it now you can see how it's kind of the, the Bomberman the second attack is kind of the synthesis yeah. of these two games it's like of the first Bomberman 64 and Bomberman Hero right the first yeah. one was like much more puzzle oriented this one's much more action oriented and then Bomberman second attack kind of split the difference mm-hmm. and it wasn't quite as successful but yeah. um we'll get into that all right so i mean we're, we're i'm talking a lot about the lack of multiplayer and i'm only kind of criticizing this as a uh business decision as like mm-hmm. uh <laughs> not really knowing your market decision but let's talk about the game itself how much does it actually affect the game so i mean obviously there if you're sacrificing the essence of bomberman <laughs> it's got to be in the service of a pretty great story so uh, is well, the story pretty great here? It's, well, it's... I mean, you might as well take from the best, right? Right, if you're, yeah. You know what story's been pretty successful, I would say? 
Harry Potter. Harry Potter, it's true. That's so this game, um, Fifty pre- Shades of Grey is also yep, quite exactly. successful. Yep, exactly. So this in this game, you play as Bomberman Grey, <laughs> and he's into bomb fetishism. Oh uh, God! Where, yeah, it's I, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous fetish. That's man. a really dangerous one. Oh my God, the skin grafts you need. <laughs> yep. My Lord. Yep. Uh, but so, yeah, basically this is uh, <laughs> it is Star Wars. It is Star Wars. It is Star Wars. So it is a hero's journey, uh, and it's it's not even very subtle about it. The first thing we see. Like in the opening cutscene is a princess and her squat little robot companion escaping in a space shuttle from an evil empire. They've stolen some plans. They're about to be captured. So the in princess the tra- they're in the tractor beam of this giant star destroyer. In the tractor beam, the princess hides the plans inside her little squat robot friend and shoots it out of the escape hatch to go land on planet bomber. All right, so it's not terribly subtle. I and mean, we're at going least they to had assume to... that a level or two in, Bomberman finds this little robot. I'm assuming and, yeah. we still haven't gotten there, but. Uh, you know, at least they had the restraint to not have it be a desert planet, first of all. <laughs> to not have uh, Bomberman just be a hapless uh, farmer boy looking for something well, greater. Well, he could be. We never quite we figure out what know. Bomberman's job Bomberman is. Bomberman is a cipher. <laughs> he may not even be a man based on, like, the voices from when it, when you vocalize That's by true. beating the level. It's like, I did it! I and did it's a, it! It's a very childish sounding voice. Fe- feminist, feminine childish voice. Right, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the Bomberman itself might be misleading unless it's the sense of, like, man as humanity, as a, as a, the royal man, you know, like they've never quite figured out the characteristics of, of Bomberman, and I, yeah. I, I feel like it's very clearly, it's funny to me in this game when another character is talking to Bomberman, they'll tell him, "Now I'm going to train you, Bomberman," and then it will cut, the the, the camera will cut to Bomberman, and it'll just say, "Okay," and then yeah, he'll Bomberman come back. Is very passive about all of this, yeah. It's just like, "Okay, yeah, all right, we want you to go rescue the princess." Okay, why have him talk at all? Yeah, you're yeah just what's the say, point? Okay, yeah. It's... I mean, there's a there's a grand tradition of mute protagonists in video games. Mm-hmm. I think Bomberman should have probably continued that. Yes. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's very very Star Wars right off the bat, and then it kicks you in when when you cut to Bomberman. You don't, like I said, you don't really know who he is or what he's doing or really what he's training for. <laughs> yeah. There's a robot that's going to train you. As near as I can tell, it's just training you to play the game. <laughs> but, like, there's no context for this in the world of the game itself. So, like, yeah. Uh, this well, especially because a... they shouldn't even be aware of the inciting incident yet. Like, right. it's not clear that this princess needs help or anything. Exactly. So, what so you... he, Bomberman's going into the training grounds, taking the elevator, and we see the space shuttle crashing in the background, but he doesn't notice it. He just kind of turns and goes like, what was that noise? <laughs> like, he doesn't see what it is. Or like, uh, But, I mean, uh, ostensibly, you are walking towards that, I guess. that You're progressing through the levels, walking towards that explosion. Um so this is a platforming game, uh, pretty mm-hmm. pretty straight down the line platforming game. And uh, the it, big big differentiation in this game between other Bomberman is you can jump. You just have a straight up jump button. You might as well jump. And yeah, my, yeah. Might, might as, as well. well. In because in Bomberman sixty four, you could do a weird sort of bounce off the bomb to try mm-hmm. and get altitude, and that was what a lot of the puzzles were built on. Yeah. Whereas this game. You just jump from platform to platform, and your bombs are more of your weapon as opposed to a tool to solve puzzles. Right, yeah. You're, you're just kind of like chucking bombs at people. Um, and so, yeah, and, and it's 
I would say closer to a Crash Bandicoot model than it is to a Super Mario 64 Mm -hmm. model. The worlds are not like huge and expansive. They're fairly self-contained. You're looking at it from a front-facing angle as if you're looking at a diorama or like Mm -hmm. watching a play. And there's no camera control at all. You don't need to manipulate the camera at all. Take it off your mind. Don't worry about it. I think that's a good decision Mm -hmm. that more N64 developers should have gone with. It's true. Because they didn't know how to do it. You'll occasionally hit times where the camera is, you know, something will be directly in your way but in the positive side you can't do anything about it right. so there's no sense of trying to mess with the camera you're just like i need to move to get a better angle exactly here. yeah you so. know you just know it's like all right well yeah we, we don't need we don't need to exhaust a lot of energy trying to get around that obstacle yeah. um so yeah we have the jumping we have uh chuck and bomb so you we uh, if you hold the b button You'll charge up your bomb and then you'll start like spinning your arm a like wind up pitch Bugs like Bunny about to bowl. Yeah. And uh, then if you hold it for long enough, you'll throw up to four bombs at a time, mm-hmm. which is a good powerful attack. A little slow to charge up, but it's good for clearing out. One of the drawbacks to having this bomb throw as your major attack is since your bombs throw it in arc, it's really easy to throw over enemies or not gauge the distance right. I was um, really hoping for some kind of like sight line, like a little arc that shows where your bomb's going to go. I yeah. think that would have helped a lot with your precision and you can also kick the bombs which is a little more precise to um throw go them right around the ground so you're not going to risk uh, right going over the enemies but they're flying enemies that you need that's to throw the thing at. the enemies mix it up enough that you need to kind of use all the tools at your disposal uh you will find power-ups later in the game uh that you can find like a like a jetpack and a submarine well yeah so that's and, uh, a really sort of cool weird thing about this game that i think i mean the levels are pretty short yeah but um we got to a level where you sort of get this jetpack that sort of fly it's kind of like the beginning of Star Fox where the r wings are taking off right it's yeah. like it flies down this tunnel and attaches to bomberman's butt yeah and then he's instead of legs he's got this spinning propeller which that, really makes me hope he's a robot at this yeah point. exactly Otherwise, it's like cronenbergian nightmare <laughs> yeah. where man and machine are fusing and being forced to subsist under the water i'll hail the new bomber flesh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah, yeah, we we had like a little underwater, like kind of on rail. Which is also segment. some bullshit in the sense that there's a cave level right before it mm-hmm. where there, if you fall in the water, you get hurt. But now you can. But then you're like living under the water. I think there's just something like in the surface tension of the water that's poisonous. Like anything. (laughs) Once you get under, it's okay. Yeah, like little water bugs that walk along the top, they die instantly. So there are no water bugs. But anything below that, totally fine. Yeah, and that undersea level feels almost exactly like the submarine level in Star Fox 64. Which is not a bad thing. No. Um, I did struggle a little bit like with the precision controls in that because everything switches up without them really telling you. You just have to feel it out. So like now A is no longer jump. It's A and B are forward and backward. Uh, you use kind of like airline controls with mm-hmm. the uh, analog stick to go up and down. And then you shoot torpedoes with the Z button, which uh, has not been used to that point, I don't yeah. believe. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, but I would say as a whole, all of the elements of this game play pretty smooth um yeah. the, the jumping the jumping feels nice it has a sort of it's float it's the right kind of jump that feels floaty enough to be able to control it in the air but not like your character has no sort of physical weight or anything. right and you're not like launching yourself off of stuff you yeah know? none of the um, dr- jumps are 
hugely tricky yet. Um, it's because the camera is only at one angle. Sometimes it's hard to gauge them. But yeah. we didn't get to any level where the jumping was very frustrating. No, and this seems to be a pretty substantial game. Uh, I mean, the levels aren't particularly long, but there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And there are branching paths. Like, there are some levels, like, uh, you need to kill a certain number of enemies or exit through a certain door or collect a certain number of gems in order to... Uh, like get, access certain areas. Yeah, and some you need a key card yeah. to go through. And yeah, I think that you unlock secret levels by going these kind of ways. Um, it also sort of encourages you to go back to get um, a high score on each level to get a certain amount of like clear points. And yeah. then the more points you get, the clear. It's like Scientology. I was going to say, the, the, is this a Scientology Yeah, thing? the higher yeah, you get yeah. to being clear. You, um, you're leveling up your Thetan, and then, uh, yeah, absolutely. Did you guys ever finish that Battlefield Earth movie? Yeah, we did finish oh, Battlefield Earth. Um, oh. I, like, yeah, we, was, we, was, I was watching Battlefield Earth with Lindsay, and uh, we, we got through it. Steve stopped by and had to leave not long after. I, I couldn't take it. I had just watched Dune, the David Lynch Dune, like a week before, and I actually enjoyed Battlefield Earth much more than really? Dune. Really? That's being, a bold statement. As I actually understood what the hell was going on in Battlefield oh, Earth. It okay. was still crappy and boring. You understood it was but, all bad. Yeah, yeah, but Dune, I was just like, I have no investment in anything that's going on here because I have no idea what the hell's going on. I still have not seen Dune. I can't no. weigh in on this. But, no, uh, people well, write write in and tell have, Woody how right or wrong he is about Dune. I don't know, or convert us to Scientology. <laughs> uh, I either think, way, I feel like we're pretty receptive. Just a little bit of uh, Battlefield Earth that we watched, yeah. open to their ideas. Uh, anyway, so later on, uh, there are. We didn't get to this either, but uh, there are different types of bombs you can use too. Like there's a mm. uh, there's an ice bomb you can chuck it at somebody to make them in an ice cube and use it to solve puzzles. That's cool. And there are some enemies that can only be killed by certain bombs. Like there are like slug enemies, and you need to throw a salt bomb at them, and like nice. that's nothing else will hurt them except for the salt flavored bombs, which is cool. <laughs> it's a weird that's a weird just uh, thing to think of. Like these bomb these bugs are. These slugs are immune to fire yeah. and, like, force and incineration, but salt, like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that tracks. I mean, I don't know what the corollary in Bomber Nebula is. Like, I don't know. I don't know why salt hurts slugs universally. I don't know. Maybe this is part of the conspiracy that slugs are alien plants, like, living here. I don't know. I think about that sometimes. Yeah, it seems like there's about 12 or 15 levels per planet and it looked like there was about four or five planets probably yeah yeah something like that that's just a guess but i don't know i feel like this game played i i was enjoying it the whole time we were playing it um i would have kept playing it um and nothing about it was like phenomenal but nothing was was outright bad that's that this might be the controversial opinion this has been my favorite of the three bomberman games yeah like i really enjoyed it like and I, I do I, – well, I do still think that the lack of multiplayer is a problem if this is the only Bomberman game you own. I don't have that problem. Yeah. We have the two other N64 ones. There's probably a few others rattling around in my collection at some point. Yeah. So, like, I'm not at a loss for multiplayer Bomberman games to play. And this is a solid and engaging and bright and colorful and uh, well-made platforming game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really can't complain about it. The the critics were really rough on this game when it came out because they wanted that multiplayer. <laughs> and that's all they kind of fixated on. But uh, the soundtrack did get a lot of praise. It's kind of like a thumping uh, house music stuff, which doesn't sound very revolutionary now. That's true. But uh, I could see maybe in 1998. And we didn't like, quite mm. – I don't think we got far enough in the game to sort of – the one thing that was kind of a bummer is um, the levels were kind of bland, like you were out in the forest in this cave and in this sort of factory and nothing sort of sure. popped. 
but I imagine that the sort of level variety gets mixed up a little bit as you go on. Oh yeah, you you can't make an argument for this being fresh as a daisy and like <laughs> a, a total game changer or anything. But this is a this is a very engaging little way to pass the time, and I I kind of I you know it passed the test of do I want to keep playing this, mm-hmm. and I do. Yeah, I would, I would keep playing this absolutely. Yeah, I think as long as you're aware that this is. Uh... This is basically a platforming action game, whereas Bomberman 64 was sort of a weird, puzzly game. Yeah. Um, that Bomberman 64 kind of scratches an itch that most other games don't. Yeah. Whereas this game feels a lot like a lot of other games. But honestly, yeah, I would still rather play this. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think, yeah, the mechanics are just tighter. And, uh, you know, it, it's... Don't believe the hype on this one, I guess I would the say. The anti-hype. The anti-hype. If you've heard that this is just like a big old waste of time and a big old bomb, then, uh, I mean, it is a big old bomb, <laughs> but in the sense that bombs are good. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I liked this one. I like this one. Do you think that the, in the Bomberman world, it's like the Smurfs and everything is like, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I gotta go bomb. I'm off bombing. And just... Hey, stop bombing at work. Yeah, exactly. That could be anything. Uh, let's move on to our next bomb-centric uh, little game. And this one, uh, forgive me if I get a headache and start bleeding out of my face trying <laughs> to explain the mechanics and the history of Charlie Blast's territory. Uh, so that's Charlie yeah, Blast. That's the first thing name. that is super confusing. We need to clarify this. This isn't Charlie's Blast territory. Which would be it's intuitive sh- and sensible. Right, because it's a guy named Charlie, and he's going into a territory where he blasts things. No, his name, his given Christian name is Charles Blast. And he goes to this territory, which apparently he heir has to the staked blast for fortune. Yes, the blasting Abba- caps. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's his, fa- that's his father. Yeah. Uh, so this was released April thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. Developed by Real Time Associates and published by Chemco. So I was um, looking at Real Time Associates and some of the games they had published. I yeah. believe their other games that we have played. We've actually played a lot of a their games of they've published for N sixty four. Are Elmo's Number Adventure, Elmo's Letter Journey, and Rugrats Scavenger Hunt. So which, if you have looked at my list, those games are all in the bottom ten of our hundred games you, so far. You have an extra aversion towards kids' games, but I I hated. Uh, 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 Rugrats. Oh, Rugrats scavenger Rugrats Terrible. is garbage. Oh my gosh. Uh, Elmo is like nothing, but Rugrats is active garbage. Yeah. Um, all right, so Charlie Blast Territory is pretty unique because it's actually a direct port of a different game, but it's been marketed with a totally different title, a different aesthetic, a different main character, and also the port was released in the U.S. two years before the original version. <laughs> so it's all fucked up. Uh, all right, so... All right, this game is a port of a game called The Bombing Islands, and it was part of the Kid Clown series over in Japan. So Kid Clown, I wrote down, like, the, this is maybe just, like, a designer or a joke or something like that, but people, a Photoshop joke. But it's, like, the lorem ipsum of video game characters. You know, like, You've lost the me place, totally. The, the fake Latin placeholder text that appears, okay. like, when you're using, link, or, or, uh, like, uh, InDesign or, or Photoshop okay. or something, just until you can put in something better. That's what Kid Clown is. He's a Got placeholder it. character. Until a better license falls into place. Yeah, so he's kind of like, Kim Chemco makes a game, and they don't know who to put in it. Yeah. They're just going to put Kid Clown there. This happens a lot. Uh, it, it's not the first time Kid Clown has been replaced as the lead. Did you play the NES game Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle? Yes. Yeah, I, somebody, was... I, I randomly, just in the world of strange coincidences, I just sent my copy away in a bubble mailer today because someone <laughs> bought it on eBay. Okay, um, all right. Really yeah, weird. This morning... Wow. Which is just very odd in terms well, of Well, you're lost. You're missing oh, out no. on Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle. <laughs> but yeah, that was originally a Kid Clown game over in Japan. Uh, and 
they couldn't get the uh, Looney Tunes license over there, but they got it over here. Mm-hmm. So swip swap, he's, he's out. <laughs> and, the- and then to make things even more confusing, there is a Kid Clown game that got released over here called Kid Clown in Nightmare World. Not <laughs> Nightmare, Nightmare, like the nightmare. mayor of the night. Tim 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 goes and sees the Nightmare. Yes. Tim and Eric go to the Nightmare. I thought you were going to say Tim Burton, who probably does refer to the himself ni- as the mayor of the night. The Nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so it was called Kid Clown in Nightmare World. Uh, but Man, over in Japan, title. over in Japan, it's part of the Crazy Castle series, and it stars Mickey Mouse. So they swapped out Kid Clown for Mickey Mouse over there. They swapped well, him back in over here because they didn't own the rights, the Disney rights. They didn't in own the, the US. Disney rights. So uh, this is the point in my notes where I just wrote, "This is exhausting." <laughs> so I was trying to figure this all out. It's very confusing. But yeah, so we wouldn't get the Bombing Islands on PlayStation until two thousand one. Uh, so that game, was that game released late. in the U.S.? It was it, released in the U.S. Okay, yeah, you can find that here. Mm, just for PlayStation. Okay, so the gameplay follows the same basic concept in both versions. You're tasked with detonating bombs to blow up a series of small islands. All right, so in the PlayStation version, you're asked to do this just because the king tells you to. <laughs> uh, but our boy Charlie Blass is taking down the man, all right? He is fighting against, against an evil magnate called the King of Industry, who has set up all these islands to block a series of rivers. So a quick recap on that. Kid Clown is a stooge of the vested gentry. Charlie Blast, hero of the proletariat and a domestic (laughs) eco-terrorist. That's who we're playing as. Uh, If you want a visual on him, he's just a big fat guy in a white tank top with a construction helmet and stubble. Yep. That's Charlie Blast. Uh, Everyone, all kids love middle-aged men. Uh, so you know it, it's i i mean i guess mario is a middle-aged man oh, yeah. you never really say his age i mean he'd be what is he okay his first game was 1980 so he'd be he'd be 39 now yeah yeah, yeah. so he's well, assuming that in donkey kong as he's zero years old oh that's right he's yes. already he's already he's, uh, he's at least eight, 18 graphically in that game he's got a mustache but we can yeah. assume that he's very hormonally ahead of us oh it could be you think he's got you like, and i can barely barely grow facial hair <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, so you, uh, uh, in Charlie Blast's territory, you travel to six different worlds. There are 60 total stages. Uh, If you clear the single-player stages, you unlock more multiplayer levels where you can control one of four characters in a very Bomberman-y kind of experience. But we'll we'll get into that in a second. Well, so the whole premise of this game is super bizarre in the sense that you just see Charlie Blast on this sort of island out in the middle of nowhere. You, you, he's on this island that's sort of composed of a grid, mm-hmm. um, and you just see water all surrounding it. And then you blow up the island except for the one square that you're, that on. you're on, and and then it just cuts the next level. And then you're I mean, celebrating. Like yeah. It's like, yeah, you did it. It's like, what did you do? You stranded yourself with no yeah. resources or no, no means of egress from the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Like, I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know why we're partying about this. And, yeah, and just the strangeness of blowing up territory. Like, what happens? How can you just blow up the island and where does it Where does it go? It's like the only... And the only way to blow it up is to basically you want to create a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. The, ga- the basic gameplay of this game is there's only one... Your only controls are you can, you know, move in four directions. Everything is set as a grid. So if you press up, you'll just move one square up mm-hmm. or left or right or down. Um, but it's not full movement. And then there's only one bomb you can set off. There's this red bomb you have to go next to and press B, and then you'll light the fuse, and you have to go stand away so you won't blow yourself up. And we should we should mention we learned about that from going to the options menu and seeing the parade of bombs. <laughs> like, it's just a, a cutscene where it shows you 
small islands with only one bomb on it, and it tells you what kind of bomb. So this is a detonator. This is a three bomb. This is a two bomb. This it's is exci- a exciting bonus ca- content. It was there. pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so basically the idea is you either want to push that bomb somewhere or um, push all the TNT around somewhere so it's all sort of connected. Yeah. And you'll set this chain reaction. And it doesn't work if they're diagonal. They yeah. need to be in four cardinal directions and then uh, yeah, and then you set off the detonator, clear the whole clear out all the bombs. The rest of the island will just destroy itself on its own and then level clear moving on. So this game may be my least favorite part of my least favorite genre of game in existence which is the box pushing puzzle platformer games Mm. um where you know you're on this small grid area and the idea is you need to push all these things in a certain order um to set off this kind of chain reaction and there's a decent amount of games in this genre chances are Um, you probably played something like it on your phone yeah Yeah, at this point exactly and you know it's really easy to sort of mess up accidentally push something the wrong way and then you have to restart the whole level we did that many many times i find these games to just be feel so tedious and they cause me just so much anxiety and frustration um we definitely hit a wall like even even good versions of these type of games frustrate me yeah Um, i talk about it a lot but like one of my favorite nes games is uh adventures of lolo mm -hmm. which is very much like this it's a box pushing mechanic like where you're just trying to clear levels and escape and uh that one's very well executed, but it's also maddening at the same time. So I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I, as soon I, as these games, like, these games are so tricky because when they're too easy, they're just boring. Yeah. But as soon as they get too hard, I just get very frustrated. And that's sort of how it started with us is we got through the first six levels just easily. And we're yeah. like, there's no puzzle here. It's like and you're then, literally walking in a straight line to the red bomb. You light it. You walk away. Level over. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as we hit level seven, you know, we played it about 10, 12 times and just couldn't figure it out. We couldn't get it. And some of it was the shitty mechanics. Yeah. like. But yeah, I think you pointed out something that would have fixed the game almost entirely, and that's having a push button instead of just like being able to push crates by walking into them, mm-hmm. because your momentum carries you pretty far. Like if you're jumping over boxes, your momentum keeps you going, and you need to stop very carefully, press the button to turn your face, and then push into it. Yeah, because you if, know. So if you push a box in the wrong place, you might not be able to push it back from the other side if you're like at the edge of the island. Yeah. So sometimes instead of pushing, you want to turn to face it and then jump over the box, push it the other way. But since there's to push a box, you simply turn into it. Yeah. So many times we would turn to try and jump over something, and Charlie would push the box, and then we would be fucked. Yeah. And you have to just restart the level. Yeah. And that, yeah, that essentially, again, this is not a type of game that I like, but that, if you're gonna, if your game is on a grid and you can only move four directions, the controls should work and be responsive. You would hope so. <laughs> and, but I mean, they're th- not in this game. There's not. Like, this is not a complicated setup. Like, this is very small. There's so much, like, empty space on your screen when you're looking at it. It's like... Uh, and sometimes the camera zooms way out, and you're like, uh, why Why aren't you close to... For yeah. having so little here, why are you so far away? I mean, this is, again, a reference nobody's going to get unless you played the Wii U. But there's a puzzle game on the Wii U called Tumblestone. And uh, they similarly... It's a fun game, but they similarly waste their space because it see it looks like they've calibrated it for an iphone so it's about an iphone's worth of space and then like just a whole shitload of background (laughs) so like you've got tiny little puzzle blocks and everything and then a whole shitload of background and that's kind of what's going on here there's a whole lot of ocean and not a whole lot of island uh so it seems very bleak but it's still kind of like 
ugly looking. Yeah, Charlie himself looks very bad. He's um, unappealing as a character. Yeah, yeah. even um, even though his design, he's not supposed to be like an attractive man. He just doesn't look smooth. He just kind of looks like an indistinct blob that kind of scratching his butt a bunch. Very blurry. I yeah. don't know for some reason, like all I mean for something that's just nothing but basic geometric shapes like it's very blurry and uh I, I just wasn't really clear on what's going on there um there are a couple of big differences between this and the playstation version they mostly play pretty much the same but the biggest change between these two versions is that um charlie blast can jump of his own accord uh in the kid clown version you need to stand on a spike plate and let the spikes come up and hit you in the butt and that'll make you jump over something that's how it works for me also yeah yeah absolutely that's the only way i'll jump that's why they kicked me out of crossfit (laughs) Uh, they had to install all these spikes under you i insisted on having bomberman gray behind me with a spike paddle and uh yeah (laughs) but um yeah so and so you can jump of your own accord here and the spikes don't hurt you at all um they do look very phallic, but you know, we'll not go into that. Apparently, there's supposed to be snakes in this one. They do not look like no, snakes. They definitely I don't know. They're, they're, they're they are too hard. They look to like be spikes snakes. or they look like penises, but they do not look like snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, the other thing that Bombing Islands had that this one doesn't is a step counter. So you mm-hmm. would get bonuses for completing the level in as few steps as possible. Okay. Uh, I don't miss that. I don't like that uh, as no, a gameplay mechanic. That definitely mechanic. adds a, a level of pressure and unforgiveness it's that you don't one like. more, just and one more And to be thing. like, yeah, I'm going to play this again to get one fewer steps just reeks of annoyance. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about the multiplayer on this because uh, we, you know, we were hoping for kind of a Bomberman-esque uh, multiplayer experience. This seemed like it could have been some kind of hidden treasure of like, there's, there's nothing I enjoy more. Yeah, if anybody, so there's one thing I'm always on the lookout is for obscure games with really good, weird multiplayer because I love dropping them on my friends like yeah. in sort of tournaments or something like that. I'm like, now we're all going to play this game where no one's played it before. So if any any listeners know of any weird, cool multiplayer games to try out, please email them in. Yeah, we're I'm always... always... I'm very curious about that. I was hoping Charlie Blast Territory might be one of those. This one came um, close. I'm almost curious to try this with four players. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that would help the pacing issues. So... What we have here is basically there. There's two different modes, but as near as I can tell, they're basically identical, right? Yeah. Like, and it's um, essentially what you're doing is you're trying to reclaim all of the uh, of a given space by detonating your bombs. So, if you detonate a bomb in a white space, then it will paint that area yeah, blue, so depending you, on the, how powerful your bomb is. Each character sort of spawns on a corner of the map with a little uh, bomb spawning area that only you can enter. Mm. So you would, one of your bombs will spawn there, you go and push it around somewhere on the map, and then eventually a detonator will spawn for you. Mm. And then you push that next to it. When you light a bomb and it explodes the other bombs, you'll paint the color of the map. So the idea is to sort of set a big chain reaction to cover as much ground as possible. Yeah, um, and each player has a little four-square base that the other player can't step into. Mm-hmm. And that's where all your bombs are generated, and they won't generate until you push the current bomb off of it. Right, and so Uh, the two different modes are one is a survival mode where you're basically trying to set a chain reaction that will, you know, blow up your opponent, kind of like Bomberman. Yeah. um, But it will still paint the level your color as well. And then the other one is the goal is to just paint as much territory your color. Right. But whereas, and then killing your opponent, it won't eliminate them in that mode. Um and yeah, as two player in a two player mode, it was pretty boring because there was, was so much of just yeah. walking back, pushing your bomb out, 
and then waiting for a new one to spawn. And the detonators seem to spawn randomly. Yeah. So some characters would get them soon. Some players would get them sooner than the other player. And or you'll get them like three in a row, and then you won't get them for five more bombs. And that didn't like that. seem fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, like you said, I would be curious to play it with four players because it would really cut down on the amount of available space. And yeah. And there'd be more of sort of trying to hide from the blast. And though you were doing something that, like, okay, if you die, you lose all your territory. Like, yeah. if you blow yourself up, you lose all of your territory. It all goes back to white. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's a fun idea. Uh, I think it was just a little too sluggish. And, uh, again, it is revolving around pushing boxes, yeah. which your mileage may vary on that. But... Uh, I mean, I could see this potential. You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll report back on this in a different. We'll have to have episode. some weird, we'll, like, special episode where we go back to all these random things that we wanted to try. Oh, I we'll like that. We'll see if we yeah. can ever figure out how to do the dunk in uh, NBA. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm hoping somebody is keeping track of all these things we've been saying. Yeah. I have not been, but uh, yeah, I think I think I would like to try it sometime and just see if the four players adds to the experience. I mean. There wasn't a noticeable lag or anything, but the whole game's just kind of sluggish. So I don't know. If, <laughs> exactly. I don't necessarily know if I would notice. Um, do you have anything else to say about Charlie Blast territory? It's kind of there's not a lot of game here. No, I was hoping it would be some kind of weird hidden treasure. If Me you're, too. If you're Me into too. the again, I'm not into this kind of game. If you're into these weird sort of box pushing puzzle platformers, um, this is one of them. Yeah, but it's there's one. many better ones out there. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's probably for your phone. Probably for your phone. I think yeah, this would be an ideal phone game if somebody wanted to take the initiative and reprogram Charlie Blast or Bombing Islands or something. Um, let's move on to our rankings yeah. on this one. So uh, yeah, each week we add to our ongoing list of games. I think we are up to 108 right Hooray! now. Uh, so uh, where would you put these? Okay, um, Bomberman Hero uh, was a very pleasant surprise. Um, it was it was fun to play. Um, I'm still going to put it under the original Bomberman, but just one, or under Bomberman 64, so I'm putting it at number 28, just because Bomberman 64 has that multiplayer mode that I enjoy. Mm. Um, and the single-player mode, I don't think... I enjoyed Bomberman Hero single-player more than Bomberman 64, but I also could respect people who didn't feel that way, yeah. because it was more puzzly in Bomberman 64, and maybe that's more of what you want out of your Bomberman, whereas I just want to chuck bombs and make stuff explode. I think the the having to drop your bomb and then run around and jump, run up some stairs and then bounce on the bomb before it explodes, that hurts it for me, like uh, yeah. Bomberman Bar- 64. It's a very specific kind of taste. So it's that's, a very specific So yeah, yeah, Bomberman Heroes going as number 28, which is quite high, that's pretty which high, is yeah. right under uh, Bomberman 64. Um, Charlie, Charlie Blass Territory. <laughs> no, no game... I no game should have the word territory in its title. That is not a good mm. word to put in your game title. Isn't there a it's, quick game with like a territory something? Well, it's probably there shouldn't be. I, way, I, I'm not like arguing a... that there isn't, but <laughs> it, if it is, it was a bad name. Because okay. there's some words that just don't roll off the tongue and territory okay. is one of them. Mm. It, it should be like called Charlie Bla- Charlie's Blast Zone. Yeah, and it would be a mu- or char- even Charlie's Blast Islands. But if we're going like, Charlie Blast's oh. zone, then that's awkward. Oh, but if yeah. We, if well, the we whole thing is awkward. Name, if we're changing his name so he's no longer Charles Blast, now he's Charlie's Blast Zone. That's better. Yeah. I agree. That's better. But. Anyway, um, no, I didn't like this game. It was it was not fun. It was <laughs> there was no aspect of this that I took pleasure in. 
Um, it was certainly not as actively unpleasant as some of the truly bad games that we've played, um, but I wouldn't want to play it again, except mm. for that sort of weird multiplayer. So I'm putting it at number 94, which is right under Rugrats in Paris. Oh, wow. Which, Okay. I mean, I think I agree with that as well. Like, Charlie Blast for me is kind of on the low side of mediocre. Uh, it's it's just but kind you, you of... But you have more of a fondness for that type of I game. Do. You don't have... get as immediately frustrated by it as I do. No, not as immediately. And uh, I'm def- I definitely rated it higher than you. I'm putting it at number 76, which is below Monopoly. Uh, I would rather play Monopoly, which is another frustrating uh, <laughs> yeah. and singular game on the N64. There isn't really anything else like Monopoly yeah. or like this on N64. So uh, props to it for that. But yeah, it just doesn't really come together. There are some very frustrating design choices. Well, in some ways, there's something kind of like it in this, some of the levels of like Ocarina of Time, okay. where you have okay. to push weird things or like toss your bombs to set a, set a reaction, which is probably my least favorite parts of Ocarina of Time. And I, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. And I've, I've actually been playing Majora's Mask lately because mm-hmm. I've never finished it. Okay. And that's a big contingent of that game. Yeah. And we'll get into it. I'm, that I'm in really time, glad. But. I feel like we moved past the era of box pushing puzzles generally. Mostly. And I, I'm, I'm very glad. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, you know, for all the good things that the Zelda games did, mm-hmm. their proliferating of pushing of junk and boxes to step on switches was not a good thing. But long may the era of the red barrel that bad guys assemble around continue. <laughs> like, I hope that one never goes away. Um, as for Bomberman Hero, uh, yeah, I think this was kind of the little uh, surprise gem that I wanted Charlie Blast to be. I think this was uh, a really solid, very enjoyable, pleasant platformer mm-hmm. and i didn't miss the multiplayer too terribly much just because mm-hmm. i've got perfectly capable multiplayer on the other games well, and as is discussed again yeah other I, bomberman those aren't even like definitive bomberman multiplayer games no they're kind like, of weird variants on it. Yeah, yeah so there's definitely if you want to play a great bomberman multiplayer game it's not on the n64 it's just not so. no it's just not but if you want to play a very respectable uh and fun pleasant platformer bomberman hero does exist and it's yeah. great. And uh, yes, I, 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 I said twenty four. Yeah. That's going to be right underneath uh, Spider Man. So uh, that's think, yeah, that feels that's right. In, that's in good company. Spider Man was great. Spider Man's a lot of fun. Yeah. So that that's in good company. Um, so yeah, check out Bomberman Hero. Uh, before we wrap up, I do have one letter that I get to read here. Dear guys, have you played Bomberman Hero? No. I think it's an underrated great game. Damn so it. why they step right on my shit? Uh, okay, this one's from Enrique Terriquez, which is really Whoa. fun to say. Yeah. Oh my god, Enrique Terriquez. And his uh, his avatar on his email is of uh, Champ Kind from Anchorman, so I, I like this guy already. <laughs> uh, how's it going, guys? Good, uh, good. How are thanks, you, Enrique? Enrique? Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm going to say his full name every time. Enrique was that was Terrique. that the, was that the whole letter? Yes. That's How, it. How's it yeah, going, guys? Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, he's good. That he's concludes good. our show. Uh, new to the podcast and love N64. Just got done listening to the Tony Hawk episode. Excellent. one of our favorite episodes. It is. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Shout out to Betsy for uh, appearing on that one. Uh, as much as I love the N64, the PlayStation versions are much better. Yep. Definitely. Uh, out of the three, Pro Skater Three is my favorite. Having uh, CKY on the soundtrack made it so awesome. Not to mention being able to use cheats to unlock Darth Maul and Wolverine as playable skaters and, che- awesome. and a cheat for zero gravity. Yep. Side note, I have actually had the pleasure of watching Fart Barf play at a small <laughs> hole in a hole-in-the-wall venue in L.A. Uh, anyway, sorry for the long email. Just wanted to share my experiences. Love the podcast. Keep it going. Thank yeah. you, Enrico. We appreciate that. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a thing you'll run into over and over. Very rarely is the N64 
the best way to play a game. Yeah, um, we we openly admit that. Platforms, yeah, just um, due to the weird controller. So far, yeah. I think Resident Evil 2 has been the closest we've had to, like, yeah. a, a version, that, like, the definitive versions. Well, and especially because he was bringing up, you know, his love of the soundtrack in that game, and that's just not something you get on the N64. That's, that was the just, big thing we dinged that for yeah. on the N64, is that, like, it's just in little short chunklets, you know? You don't get a full song, you just get little loops. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, welcome. I'm glad you're listening, and I think that's a great episode to be on. So, uh, yeah, keep it going. It Just, only goes down from there, Enrique. It gets way worse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the that's I think we got the better microphones shortly after that. So <laughs> okay. at least it'll hear a little better. Um, all right, everybody, that is the end of the episode for today. Um, you can find us at ultra64podcast.com. You can email us at ultra64podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on all kinds of different places. So check us out there. Next week's episode is uh, somewhat of a minor punishment for me. It's maybe Steve's I'll, favorite sport. Maybe it's I'll bone come crushing, out of it okay. pigskin chucking action. Oh dear lord! We're playing the NFL Blitz series. Uh, a lot I of, am excited. A, a lot of people have been very excited to hear us yeah. talk about these ones. So. Uh, this is the one football game I do have some vaguely fond memories of. Let's see if that holds up or if my uh, loathing of football has only gotten darker and meaner as I've aged. But Well, uh, we just we'll we, we spent this Sunday wasting four hours with a very bad Super Bowl. And so I definitely, people who did not enjoy football, I was like, yep, they were right. I am, they, I am one of those obnoxious people that totally didn't know the Super Bowl was happening. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm in a play right now, and that's like occupying all my time. Sure. I, I was, I was how, was your turn, how was your turnout on the show? Great. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, it was great. We had a full house, even though it was snowing, and it was the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that's, the you cro- know. The cross-section of uh, Super Bowl enthusiasts and local theater attendees. <laughs> Not, it's not as big as, <laughs> not as like. big of a Venn diagram as you would think. Um, but yeah, so that tune in next week for that. We're playing four games. There's four NFL Blitz games. Yes. So we're playing four. Never enough. Uh, yeah, never enough. Check them out. So uh, we'll be back next week with that. And in the meantime, we'll send you off with a perfect, perfectly executed explosion noise. Well, don't look at me. You're good. You're oh, good. I have to do it? Aren't you the guy from Police Academy? Yeah, that's from... <laughs> I didn't hear anyone laughing. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Tickling you around Delaware